going to uh, teach today from the subject, the light of hope. This is part two. We'll get to all that. They're going to pull that up. Uh, let's look again uh, at verse number two. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. All that's true. Late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled the, in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. See, all of that's oneness. Pleased as man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. All of that is true. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Everyone say son of righteousness. All right, and that's from Malachi chapter 4, which our text today I'm about to read is from, uh, is based upon Malachi chapter 4, but it's found, of course, in the book of Luke. And uh, last week I was just bragging all about how the second chapter of Luke had all those verses in it, and it was not the second chapter at all. It was the first chapter. So we're going to go back to it, and we're going to begin our lesson today with that. All right? So uh, let's go back. Hail the heavenborn prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing, with <laughs> healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. All right? Which is true, but some people have attempted to say, that there were multiple gods, and one of them laid their deity down. But see, when God came as man, he didn't lay his deity down. First of all, are we ready? Are you awake? Are we, can we go right into it, or do we need to wait a little bit? All right? There's nowhere you could lay deity down. There's no place. What mountain, what planet, what universe could you lay deity down? Now, to say, as this song says, that he... Mild he lays his glory by, that I can accept 100%. In other words, he did not use his deity as man to win the victory over sin. Had he done that, that would have been like a poker game. Telling the devil, I can defeat you, and it wasn't man at all. It was God that did it. It was man that defeated Satan, and he knows it. He is a defeated foe. And no matter what I've done or have been, my sins can be washed away because I have a perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. All right, so, so it is. There's our hymn. And, uh, and uh, here we are at the, at the season of Christmas. Now, our lesson is actually entitled or comes from last week, uh, part one was God with us. Can you say that with me? God with us. That was our lesson. Today... We're going to Luke chapter 1, if you get your Bibles, because we're going to be springboarding out of there several times. Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79. And our text that we're going to use is the day spring from on high. Everybody say day spring. So just like you would say the dawn, spring's the dawn or something like that, that's where this English idea comes from. But I'm going to explain that a little more thoroughly. So, of course, the, the actual title of the lesson, part two, is The Light of Hope. Now, let's go to the second one, and let's, uh, let's look at it, part two. The overall lesson we're talking about is the wonder of Christmas. So this is part two of that. And we looked last time that two great aspects of the Christmas story. Of course, this, I say last time, I mean... I didn't teach this on a Sunday, so I'm going to be doing quite a bit of review or looking at things that I've already said to say something else. But God's uh, first number one is that God's 
Love is amazing. Can you say praise the Lord? The love of God is beyond. Uh, uh, there, there are more songs written about the amazing, uncompre uh, incomprehensible love of God. Songs like uh, years ago, I, 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 I'm not going to be able to think fast, but remember years ago they had the song, If I Dip My... <laughs> Sister French is teaching the other class. Um, it, it, it's like an ocean. His love is like an ocean. If you dipped your pen in it, you could... Uh, that's the way the love of God is or... Uh, uh, the love of God is is so amazing that when people hear of the love of God, it's almost uh, it's almost too good to be true. In fact, one of the uh, things that people say, I'm talking about like young people, they'll say that that sounds uh, that sounds like a, a fantasy that God became a man. Of course, the scientific opposition to it is that how could God become a man and that's not possible but of course how many knows that God can do anything all right well I know God can do anything God can do anything he is great and greatly to be praised now for me to explain let's say now I'm not a scientist I do have uh, but I, I, I'm not a scientist. That's, that's all I need to say. I'm not a scientist. So I don't have technical knowledge. But the truth of the matter is, someone could say that they are a cause, uh, a, a, uh, let's say they study the heavens. Let's call it that for now. And therefore, they're an expert. And they could say it's not possible that one God could have created the heavens. But just because you're an expert in in uh, cos uh, I want to say cosmology. Is that correct for the French? Cosmology? Okay. Astronomy. I was going to say that. This is a simpler word than that. So I can be an expert. For example, I could be an expert in math and not know how God did something just because I know about math. You could be the smartest, ma the smartest mathematician. By the way, Einstein is commonly thought of as the smartest man that ever lived and he definitely said there is no way any of this came about by accident it's not possible mathematically he said it's not possible now he's been challenged on that many times and many mathematicians have tried to demonstrate that well you could calculate and so on and so forth in other words they want desperately not to believe that the story of God's love is true, but it is true. The God that made us loved us enough to come and rescue us, even though we're caught in the web of our own sin, even though we're sinners. He died for us while we were yet sinners. He died for us. Anybody thankful for that this morning? And so it is. So the world today needs a savior. Anybody believe that the world today needs a savior. Now, I want to go back to something I said the last time. And so bear with me, but, but let's continue for just a moment. God's love is amazing. And then secondly, his, his love is very simple. That is the gospel is the simplicity of the gospel is mind boggling that God would say, I'm going to come to earth, but I refuse to come under the pretense of greatness and grandeur and what people would think of as, as, uh, Kingliness. In other words, a king was born in, think of this, a king born in a horse stable and laid in the horse's 
or the animal, not just horse, but you know what I mean. The animal trough, that's what a manger is. It's a trough that the animals would, would either eat from or drink from. And so he was laid in, in a manger. Oh, hallelujah. You know, every once in a while, you know, you don't have to go to Calvary to see the, the marvel of God's love. Really, Christmas is where you see the marvel of his love. Not, not just nail prints, but when he came to this world, he brought a demonstration of his mighty love. And that is, you don't have to be a king. You don't have to be a president. You don't have to be a member of Congress. You don't have to be a Hollywood star. It doesn't matter who you are. He came for you. He was born for you. Praise God. That's why we say that hope was born. Hope was born in Bethlehem. That's what happened to the world. And, of course, Christianity has changed the world. Many people hate that. Atheists think it's horrible. But it's still true. Christianity has literally changed the course of history. Jesus has changed the course of history. So the world needs a Savior now and has always needed a Savior. Can you say amen? Now, the next slide they're going to pull up. We're talking here about the need for a Savior, the need for peace. And I, I talked about this last time. I want to revisit it before we move on into our uh, look at the uh, Luke chapter 1. So 2017, is there hope for peace? And Jesus, uh, we're reading here at Luke 2, 14. So I put the scripture right here above two important. Uh, this week, these are the headlines. There's many headlines. Uh, the, so I guess some of the biggest headlines is uh, leading leading uh, politicians who have been uh, falling from grace because of moral issues. And nobody is surprised at that. Maybe disheartened and troubled, but, uh, but the leading issues of the day that affect peace uh, are centered around war and Jerusalem. So Luke 2 says, glory to God. Can you read that with me? Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. There's never been a religion, by the way, including Buddhism. No religion in the history of the world has been more comprehensive of love and concern for fellow man. But that's another lesson. I'm not here to... Uh, to give the accolades of Christianity, but what I am here to say is that the problem with peace on earth is the only way peace is going to come is through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord himself is going to bring that peace. Now, we also know from the Bible that the earth is going to be filled with trouble, wars and rumors, all kinds of wars, all kinds of things. Now, this is the latest. Um, now, a couple days ago, I never changed the headlines. Um, these are the same headlines from, from uh, Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And the first one is about North Korea. There was a new headline, but I, I didn't change it. Because uh, there was a bragging session in which they, but they've been doing this for many years. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make something that is, okay, I'm not trying to make news. I'm trying to demonstrate that the world is on edge right now because of the prospects, the potential, the possibility of nuclear war. And this headline says that it would be catastrophic which is a Greek, uh, he, uh, a Latin word, to be catastrophic. 
All right, so nevertheless, so the world is contemplating whether or not uh, would they really do it. Surely they're not going to do it. Maybe, maybe they never will do it. What's going on in the world? By the way, now you listen to me. Many years ago when I was a much younger man, I know I'm very young, but when I was a younger man, they were telling us, I heard it for months and months and months, the world has nothing to worry about because we're getting better and smarter and eventually everybody will just get rid of their weapons and we're going to disarm and there'll be no problem with nuclear war. Well, did it happen? No, no, I don't see it. It never did happen. Now, there were all kinds of disarmament things going on, but they did not get rid of their weapons. By the way, uh, I've asked several people in high political, in other words, people that know, are supposed to have some connection to the politics of the, of the hour. By the way, politics is not an answer for peace. Now, p politicians should be peaceful. They should be seeking peace. And we should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem because the Bible tells us to do so. I received recently a, a, a word from someone that I know quite well that was laughing at me, laughing at us because we believe that God thinks something special of Israel. And what a joke it was in the political world. This was someone that I knew well, baptized in Jesus' name, a preacher of the gospel. Today doesn't even believe it at all. And laughs at, at other people, laughing at me because of what I believe. Now, I don't agree with what he believes, but I'm not laughing at him. I'm not going, ha, 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 oh, man, here's, your, here's a little note to tell you how dumb you are. Folks, I want to tell you something. You can laugh yourself silly, but this world needs a savior from our own destruction. Man is full of sin and we are bound for destruction. The only solution is a savior. It's not a president and it's not a king and it's not a politician. It is a savior. And to reject God, my friend, you listen to me. You reject God and you will have to face the day. You chose to reject the God that made you. Just that simple. You may be smart. You may have all these things. Folks, listen. God never designed us to just go into the dust of the ground. He designed us for eternity. He designed us in his image. That's what he wants. Praise God. Anybody thankful for heaven? Anybody planning to go to heaven? All right. So we've got now a nation. Okay, here's what I was going to say. I need to move on. But, but it's not just North Korea is what I'm trying to say. Uh... And if you're going to think that you're going to get all that you need to know from the media or from news, see, I'm, I'm showing you headlines from the news. I'm not here to criticize anybody. But the media is not looking after righteousness in the days ahead. That's not what they're looking after. They have their own reasons for their headlines. Whether they're right or wrong, people can argue all day long whether they are. Fact of the matter is, the nuclear problem is enormous, way more scary than anyone's letting on. Why? Because we now have the potential of taking a briefcase the size of this computer. I mean, it had to be thicker because this is a very thin computer. But a briefcase about this size and putting a little foam in there and putting a nuclear device in the suitcase. That's how dangerous it is. And by the way, 
there are reports that they're for sale for the highest bidder in various parts of the world. Besides, there are, in fact, nations who are very anxious to secure nuclear potential, the ability to detonate a nuclear bomb and for whatever reason. They're not doing it because they want nuclear power plants. They're doing it because they want to make war. So the idea that the hearts of men would just someday be hunky-dory and we don't need a savior, folks, you without a savior are a lost individual without God. But with the savior, you become a new creature. Hallelujah. Everything changes, praise God. No, I don't want any trouble. I don't want the world to be in trouble. But folks, this world is not my home. This is not my final destination. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I mean, you know, we got so much. We got literally, just, oh, Sister Fritz is not here. I was going to get verification. We got an entire half an inch of snow. It was just unbelievable. Now, when I pastored in Chicago, I, I prepared for the number of months when I'd have to shovel sometimes six feet. What's the deepest snow we ever had? I think, I want to say one time it was, it was a lot doesn't make any difference. I haven't been there in a good while. And I thank God for No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, take that off the tape. Uh, I love Chicago. I love Chicago. But I really love Georgia. Praise God. So I love it here. I love, uh, I see what's happening to our world. I see the sin. Talked to someone the other day, didn't know if they were uh, boy or girl, they didn't know who they were. They didn't know what to do. Suicide is literally, folks, I'm going to tell you something. We're living in a world where people don't even want to live. They don't want to face another day. They cannot face life. This is the world that we're in. We're in a world where people don't know what to do with their lives. They're running here and fro trying to find answers, and they're not finding them in our culture. But there is a Savior. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. And he can change your life and turn your life around. Without him, you're just a sinner that's going to be doing all the things we just described. Now, so the first headline is nuclear in a world that's not supposed to have this problem any longer. And some people are saying we might not get through the weekend. Some are saying we are so close to the potential and all of that, I'm going to get off of that because as critical as that is, um, so, so what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that Jesus is coming soon. That's what I'm saying. All of these things are signs because the church is going to be raptured. I'm getting ready to leave this world. Anybody getting ready to leave? I'm getting ready to leave. All these things are signs. Now, I'm not saying this fellow I was talking about was laughing at me because I'm trying to get out of this world. Like, what kind of a fool would want to get out of the world? Well, what kind of a fool would want to stay in a world when there's a heaven? I wasn't created for a world that has sin and sickness and all the troubles. I was created for a world that's heaven. God taking my life and making it what it ought to be. And when I get to heaven, I want you to know I'm throwing my crown at his feet. There's nothing I did that made it happen. It was him all along. Praise God. Glory to God in the highest. Now, the second thing that's in the center of news today, right now, 
I mean this minute is Jerusalem. Now why is that? Why is that? Uh, so I'm, I taught this on Wednesday night, and before I could get back to service, I am being highly, highly criticized that I would suggest there's anything special about Jerusalem. How dare you? What's special about Jerusalem? Who cares about Jerusalem? Well, God cares about Jerusalem. And God's word is true, and God is going they are the people of God. The church has been grafted in. How many understand what a graft is? The Jews were the chosen people of God. The church has been grafted in. That's why we're getting ready to leave here. He said, I'm going to have a people that was not a people. Praise God. I used to be a sinner, but God got a hold of me. Thank you, Jesus. Couldn't get away from the bar rooms, but God got a hold of you. So Jerusalem, right this second, not tomorrow, not later, not maybe, it is in the center. Now, why is that? You need to really think about it. Why is Jerusalem at the center of world peace? Or you could say no peace, whichever way you want to think of it. Of course, you know, Paul said that in the last days, they're going to say peace, peace, which is just another way of saying give us peace. We will help us. Somebody give us peace here. And Jerusalem is at the center of it. Now, this is a thought. We're talking thousands of years here. Thousands of years. Did you know there was over 1800 years where there was no such place as Israel? 1800 years. There was no Israel. It was just camels and sand and and uh, I mean they, they came in uh, the Romans came in and destroyed the temple destroyed Jerusalem and then made it illegal for a Jewish person to even step foot on the soil of Jerusalem or well Jerusalem but well I, I don't know if it was all Israel I got to double check that anyway they wouldn't allow them back in there all those years and then all of a sudden uh, Israel's a nation again and here we are and it's at the center of, so go ahead and laugh. Just have a laugh, you know. Then get your martini and then laugh a little bit longer and, and then just have a really good time. But while you're laughing, God's word is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. And you could say, only dumbbells believe in prophecy. Well, then I'm a dumbbell because I believe in what thus saith the word of God. I believe it. And I'm not so stupid that I can't comprehend what words mean. I've studied four languages, and I'm going to tell you right now, in every language it tells us that the Bible is true, and there has never been a book like the Bible. It is an awesome and powerful book. Praise God, and it wasn't given to us to laugh ourselves silly. It was given to us so that we could know the God that made us. So here we are in a world if they ever needed peace. Now, folks, you can say what you choose this Christmas. But peace is at the center, and that is the center of Christmas. If you want peace, you're going to have to know the Savior. Now, let's keep going. Now, we're going to go to Luke. Um, let me, I'm not even looking at time. I, I may have to go right into the preaching this morning. Okay, here we go. Now, we're going to Luke 1. Through the tender mercy of God, which is a Greek word just for compassion, but they've translated it. Tender mercy, 
which I have no problem whatsoever with. In fact, I kind of like it. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light. Everyone say light. And of course, this is our theme. To give light to them that sit in darkness. Everyone say sit. Which I've, I'm, I'm, the Lord's really been stirring. I know, Lord, I've told the Lord, I don't want to be doing this at Christmas. I know it's Christmas. We ought to be singing Hark the Herald. But I want to tell you, my friend, Christmas is not about jingle bells. Christmas is about a Savior. To give light to them that sit in darkness. Why are they sitting in darkness? Sitting in darkness. And in the shadow of of death, that's repeating it, of course. The shadow is another word for darkness. To guide our feet, everyone say, guide our feet into the way of peace. Now, I've given you the Greek word there for day spring, which I've which I've highlighted here, and we're going to come back to this several times. And uh, I'm going to have to probably go like super fast because I'm so wound up. Um, the point of a day spring, the word anatole right here, the Greek word anatole, which means the, the rising of the sun or the sun rising, uh, su such as that. It's th this, this is an interesting word, but it means the rising of the sun. So when you say the day spring, you mean what, what causes the day to spring, the day to come up, the day to jump up at you? It's the rising of the sun. And so they've day spring is there. I love the word day spring. Sometimes it's translated day star. The day star is just the sun. The sun comes up, it's daytime. And, and the point is that God is our hope of a new day. He is our hope of the sun rising in a dark world and bringing light to people's hearts and lives. Can we lift our hands and thank God for the hope of the glorious hope, the bright hope of the gospel for somebody. Lord, right now, rise like a star in someone's life and let truth change someone. Lord, you are able to change us as sure as I stand here. And no matter what the devil has done or how dark it may be, your light is brighter Still. All right, so the day star. Now, let's, I want to stay there, but I need to hurry on. So let's go to the next one. So the day spring, everyone say day spring. Now, I want to look at the quest, the point of on high. All right, that is an expression that means to be from heaven. All right, so let's look at a few scriptures that help us along here. Of course, Hebrews 1 says that the, that prophecy foretold let and i'm not going to go into where the prophecy i'm just going to read hebrews one let all the angels of god worship him so when the son is born in bethlehem let all the angels of god worship him how many knows that you can't worship anything but god how many knows that's true all right so i'm not going to go there the point is the angels worshiped him because he was from heaven he was the god from heaven and so god came to earth in the form of a baby or a son or a child or however word you want to use. Now, let's go to Luke 2. And, uh, of course, we're talking about the shepherds, and you can see that. I'm down here at the bottom. So, and suddenly there was, can you read that with me? Here we go. And suddenly there was with the angel 
a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. So here we have another example of divine... I mean, the Bible is clear to say that there was an angel speaking, and then all of a sudden all the hosts of heaven appeared with them. They were there all along, but then they suddenly... This, this artist wants to suppose that they were like translucent. Trans, uh, <laughs> is that a word? Translucent. They were uh, uh, kind of visible, but... See, I, I highly doubt that. I don't think they were translucent. Now, I'm not, I'm not again. I mean, they might have been. I don't know for sure. No one ever said. They didn't say that translucent angels appeared. They didn't say that. I mean, if you saw somebody and they were, you could see through them, wouldn't you be a little suspicious? And maybe mention that? They were, they were I could see through them or something? I'm, I'm not suggesting that proves anything. I'm simply trying to say, I don't think so. I think the angels appeared and they were there in all their glory. And they were singing glory to God in the highest. Why? Because the baby born was God in flesh. Let's clap our hands and thank God that God cared enough, loved us enough to come in the flesh. Now, we're going to keep going. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to go through several things here. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came my, my clock is broken. Brother French, can you go fix this? This, this has got to be broken. Uh, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Everyone say Jerusalem. Now be careful saying Jerusalem because you might be made fun of. Wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is he? That is born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Praise God. So worship is key to accessing the hope of the gospel. If you're just going to sit like a bump on a pickle... You're not going to access anything. Oh, I deserve it. I'm, so, I'm sorry for the re pickle reference. But you understand what I'm saying? Uh, there's got to be a better reference. A bump on uh, something. A log. Maybe a bump on a log. That probably is more uh, kind. I should have said log. All right? But if you will worship him and acknowledge him, you're going to, you're going to, you see the star, you see the light, you know what's happening. You respond to it. Or you can say, eh, that's just, eh, too busy for that. No, the wise men, everybody say the wise men. Now, in 1 Timothy, it says, great is the mystery of what? Godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, notice in the box in the middle, and I'm, I'm going to go quickly here, but the word eusebius, and that's the Greek word right there, means the ways of God. Godliness means the ways of God or the actions of God. And they are a tremendous 
mystery that God could take on human form. But oh, praise be to God. He did it. He did it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Okay, here we go. So the Bible calls him Emmanuel. So the hope of Christmas is that God has truly come. That is Emmanuel. That's a Hebrew word. It simply means God. Say it with me. God with us. So he became one of us that he might redeem us. Now let's go to the, let's skip the next one. Uh, let's skip the next one. Uh, I think this is the last one. Um, we've only got a very short time here. Okay, so we are given guidance from the light of the world. It was symbolized in the star that shone above his, his uh, nativity, the place of his birth. And so it is today. You can say all you'd like. You can do anything you choose. God is still God. If you will respond to the light and walk in the light of the gospel, it will alter your life in such powerful ways. Drugs will have no hold on you. Sin will suddenly pale in the glory of the light of Jesus Christ. If you will follow the guidance of the star. Herod gathered all the chief priests and said, Fooey on what God says. And the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written in the prophets. Think of someone, prophecy staring him right in the face. And Herod said, and this is just a Greek word I use, phooey. That's what Herod said. I don't care. I want him dead because I'm a king I'm somebody folks let me tell you your arrogance and your rejection someday will come back to remind you that you will stand before God because God is great and merciful and I'm quite sure his tender mercies will be there but you must respond to the gospel in your life now one last scripture and lo, Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 now. And lo, let's, let's stand. I've got their, their word. I'm not going to stop. Let's stand, everybody. Here we go. And let's read it together. Lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Is anybody here today? needing answers from the Lord or you need help from God. Could you just lift your hearts with me right now? I know I've got to get out of the way, but I want us to pray. Come on, let's pray together. Father, right now, some have young people that are, this world has, has really gotten a hold of them. Others, Lord, are troubled. Maybe they're, they, they don't understand what's going on in their lives. And, and many, Lord, are, are struggling with their finance and all kinds of things. Maybe they're bound by something. But right now, Lord, I see a star shining brightly. And it is the star of truth, the light of the gospel, the light of the world. It is, in fact, our Lord shining truth upon us because he is the day spring. And he is giving us hope in a dark world. And we thank you for it. We want to follow the guidance of your light, Lord. And we give you praise. Let's clap our hands and thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.